Welcome to Brain Heart Body, a podcast about male bereavement and mental health following loss of a child. We'll also be discussing hobbies and interests, not limited to but including gaming, TV and film. Join me, Warren Morris and Neil Larson as we take you on a journey of what challenges we face in our daily lives. Good evening, Neil. How are we doing? I'm good, buddy. How's your good self? Yeah, man, I'm really good, actually. Bit ill, but, you know, who isn't at the moment? Yeah, it's true, man. It's, uh, it's going around. It's, even a few people at my work has been came down with something, thankfully not COVID. Yeah, both both kids are ill at the minute as well, so I've picked oh. that up off them. Oh, bless them. Yes. But, yeah, so we've got a, a few uh, things to discuss on this show. Uh, the first one's going to be... We, we have touched up on it before, but we're going to delve a little bit deeper into uh, support after your loss. Yeah, because I think it, it does vary from, I guess, you know, when you lose and everybody gets different support, you know, when they do lose the child. It's, it's Absolutely. Very broad spectrum. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I've, I've like, literally, if you, if you sit and actually look back now versus then, you, you can actually, like, see more gaps in where you weren't supported. 100%, yeah. It's, you know, it's... Obviously, I'll go through in a few moments properly, but when you seek support, you've never got it either. Like, I don't know about yourself, but I went looking for it and I was turned away pretty much. You know? Yeah, well, exactly the same. Well, we share a lot of things in common and that is certainly one of them. Yeah, that's it. That's, I guess, one of the reasons why we started this up. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, if you if you want to talk us through like um, any support, lack of support, um, following, obviously, the loss of Lexi, um, if you want to start with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean for us, we... Went to the hospital. Um, at on, it was on a Thursday. Obviously, found out that's when my daughter died. And from there, it was kind of a long line of right. Take this tablet and go away. Um, and come back in two days. We got no other support really apart from that. We didn't get any support at that point. Yeah, I was just kind of like, yep, just be prepared. This is what's going to happen. You know, they sat with a quiet room so we could kind of grieve a bit, and then I was like, right, you know, what do we do from here? You know, yeah. And we, we had that little thing which we kind of picked up on it at the time was um, we went shopping because obviously Rachel was going to be given birth and you know like all the stuff I gave her birth was all around the pregnancy and baby stuff and everything like that and, like there wasn't a place where you go which was separate so we're kind of looking at get like you know all the pads and stuff that you would need and toilet reeds etc right next to us all these baby grows and all the stuff that you should also be buying ready yeah for your, you know for your child coming home and that was that was quite a weird one um, and again, I don't think that's ever going to change, but there was just a little thing that just popped up there. And as we went back to the hospital, you know, the midwives were probably the best support that we ever had. The midwives, I will say, um, in Cramlick, where we were, were second to none. They were fantastic. Come in and check on us, see how we're doing, um, you know, offered any advice, any answers to questions that we might have. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. You know, they, were, they were great. Uh, we got given the sans, let's call them books, probably pamphlets, the best word. Yeah. Um, Again, all aimed towards the mother, nothing for the father, really. There was, I think it was literally like a page on what to do for your dad, if that. Yeah. Um, and the, the other thing that I had in there was uh, had a, a book which was written by other people who had been in the same room. Yeah. Um, and it was basically telling their stories and, you know, you were encouraged to put your own in. And, and that was quite, I mean, it was heartbreaking to read, which, you know, we read through it. And it was a heartbreaking read, but. It was quite therapeutic. Weirdly, at the same time, like it did help. Yeah. Just to know, like, you know, like you're not alone. Um, I mean, you know, after that, you know, Lexi's born. And again, midwives, fantastic. They're great. We're telling them what to do, things that we need to look at. And then obviously came with the support afterwards. Um, <coughs> the recommended we went for 
I guess it was kind of a group counselling session, like a couple's counselling session. Yeah. Which, there was two problems with that, really. Um, problem one was the location. Um, we had to go to the same hospital that we had with scans, through the room where people were waiting for scans, and where people were getting their you know, scans of the mirrors, looking all happy, and you know, sure, you know, looking all these. And we had to basically go through that to get to the counsellor. Yeah. And secondly, I may as well not have been there. Um, it, was, it, was, it was fully tailored towards Rachel. Yeah. Um, you know, the, it was kind of like, you're just there as a side spare part. Saying, how are you doing, Neil? I'm fine. Well, I'm not really. Okay. Rachel, how are you? Let's yeah. talk about you. And I, I think with that, that's quite a common occurrence. Yeah. It, it does get pushed aside a lot at that point. I mean, yeah, look, I mean, don't get me wrong, yes. But that's just been through a traumatic physical and emotional experience. So we've just kind of gone through the emotional part. Physically, yeah. it messes me up. Messes me up. Don't get me wrong as well. But, you know, she had to push the baby out. It was horrific. Yeah. But we still went through something, man. Like, we still, we were still there. We're still our child. We still matter. Yeah. And we, we are pushed to the side with that. Um, Afterwards, I went for counselling. We, you know, went for separate counselling. That was okay. Yeah. Didn't really, they didn't really understand. That was the problem. It's, it's pretty think with a normal counsellor who didn't really understand what was going on. They didn't understand child loss. They didn't. Yeah. They weren't that kind of counsellor. They were just general, like, bereavement counsellors. Yeah, and I, I think that's where a lot of people get burnt with counselling. Um, I know personally... Um, that kind of put me off even seeking, looking for a counsellor. If I could yeah. have guaranteed that the person I was speaking to had actually experienced losing yeah. a child, I would I would have sat and spoke to somebody um, in an official capacity. Um, obviously, both of us have had um, like a peer-to-peer -peer, peer -peer support network um, through our time at Daddies with Angels, yeah. which was I mean, like, that... you know, groups full of people that, literally be through the exact same thing as you. Yeah, I mean, that was the best support I ever got was studies with angels, full stop. Yeah, and it was, it was more so like the like the the actual layout of peer-to-peer um, -peer support where you're just, you're talking to other guys who've been the exact same thing. And that's it. Do you, know, do you tend to find that counsellors tend to push you away from peer-to-peer -peer support? It's like, no, 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 they, oh, they don't yeah. quite understand it. Like, no, hang on, they understand it a lot more than what you do, Pat. In the nicest of ways. Like, yeah, I've I've heard of uh, NHS staff in that aspect, like counsellors and that kind of pushing back against the peer-to-peer uh, -peer support model. Yeah. But if it hadn't been for that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Same. Totally agree. Like, I met some fantastic people through DWA. And I'd say that's true for any peer-to-peer -peer support network, not just Addis with Angels. No, no. no, no. Um, when you have somebody else to actually talk to who's been through, the, at the core, child loss, you know, everybody else's circumstances when it comes to losing a child vary. Um, but at the very core of it, you know, that person's lost a child and they know what you're feeling and the confusion and everything else that comes along with it. That's it. It's, that is just invaluable, that kind of support. You can't... You can't get that anywhere else. And I mean, one good thing is now I know um, the hospital I was at, uh, they actually now push Daddies with Angels as a support group for men. Yeah. They say, look, you know, they'll tell them, say, look, just to be aware, this group's out there, but but also people have been to it in the past and they found some great help there. Yeah. You might want to look at joining it, just research. And that came from the top bereavement midwife at um, NSEC. Yeah. I mean, we, we've obviously both moved on in our journeys um, for varying reasons. Yeah. Um, 
obviously we've spoke about um, and we've interviewed uh, Ross from Nine Fenora on the podcast before. Um, I'm actually on his uh, WhatsApp support group for for dads, and that's really good. Yeah, and that's obviously other blokes asking for advice and speaking to each other, and it's it's great. It really is. That's it. I think it's one of those things like it's I'm at the point now where I'm kind of ready to give back a bit more. Like for yeah. a while it's it, it feels like at the start and you do, you take a lot. Like I need the support, I need a lot of support. After a while you kinda of get back to the point and say you're ready to give back. And I'm kind of at that point now. It's like, you know what? I've been through it, I've been through you know, through the loss, the loss of the you know, the child, loss of the marriage afterwards. Yeah. You know, and it's like I'm now finally in a place where I'm I'm not me same self. You never you never stay the same person that you were beforehand. You're a different person. Yeah, but and I think with that, like the like the support that you receive, kind of molds that. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, because you can either be left and sink rapidly, or you know, you you get some form of support, and it kind of helps you be a bit more level headed about things. That's it. I mean, small things like even this podcast helps. Just it's a bit of a release. You just like oh, you know, yeah. get well, you know. And, you can chat to another age of parent on a regular basis. It's great. Yeah. Keeps it going. And I mean, when it when it comes to like experiences of support, um, ours are extremely similar. Yeah. Um, same can be said for with a, a few other angel dads that I'm friends with. Um, basically turned away, pushed aside, ignored, passed some tablets, and told to basically just crack on with it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think. I was encouraged to go up my doctors. I never, I never went. I went for a couple of sick notes. Um, like during the year it happened, like yeah, see, Lexi died in December, and around certain times, just throughout the following year, like I think it would, I think I know it did with you, and I know what any other angel dad. Yeah, it's you just you hit a point. It's like I, I need to stop, and I got a lot of even sick notes. Um, but that was that was kind of it. I mean, they, they probably want to put us on antidepressants. Um, a few times. Yeah. But I always said I wanted to get. It was weird. I think this is me. And again, I'm not saying to bad against this, but I've never wanted to take them. Yeah. I understand why people do and why people do, and it does help. It can help. I've always kind of been the, the illusion of if I want to get to it, I want to get to it on my terms. Yeah, I mean, I I found like antidepressants that just kind of didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I think it just numbs you. Let's be fair. Like that's that's supposed to be my perception. Yeah. See, it disconnects you. Yeah. I'd say, and for me, that wasn't healthy. That's it. That's the thing. Like I've always kind of been the kind of person that's like, I need to, I need to process it. Yeah. I need to process this bit by bit. It might take me longer. It might take me less time. I don't know, but I need to be processing it day by day. What's gone on? Like what's happened? Is anything I could stop this happening? All the kind of questions that you'll go through. Yeah. Was it something I did? Is you know, even though there wasn't, you know, you know yourself in your heart of hearts, there was nothing that you could have done, but you'll still always question it. Yeah, I mean, ask you the question, like, if you could go back, what's the one thing that would have probably helped you more following the death of Lexi? Um, again, probably finding DWA quicker, finding that peer-to-peer group a bit quicker, because it took me a few months to find this. Yeah. Um, and I think, what well, I think I finally joined up in the May, May time. Yeah. So I think about even June, we got on literally straight away, like, yeah, the local lads. We got straight on and started chatting. So I think I think yeah, joined in May. And I I would have joined probably there and then, like on that night time. Um, nothing else I would have really done differently other than that. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, I wouldn't have wasted my time with certain therapy sessions. I would have just said, look, I'm not going to bother turning up because there was no need. Like that's just uh, it's, it was literally like an hour of my time. I wasn't going to get back. 
Um, other than that, very little else I would have changed. I mean, we, we, you know, we took, I did my own little bit of therapy in a way when oh, she actually died in the December and yeah. she was due in the March. So around the time when she was due, like we knew our due date, we're like, right, we took off to Benidorm for a week. Yeah. And like, that was a great distraction. Just like, oh, just absolutely. Yeah. Just distractions um well it I'd, I'd actually say distraction was key for me um because obviously everybody knows i've got my my rainbow um we fell pregnant with her quite quickly after losing oliver um so that was it was a good distraction when she was here the the pregnancy was i'd, I'd just the word i'd use for it's traumatic Have, having, mean... having to go through all that again um and the worry just yeah and but again, what... for, for, for that, like, if I hadn't been for um, Paul from DWA, um, I wouldn't have really had any support on that journey either. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that always kind of petrified me afterwards was, like, what if we fall pregnant again? Like, what's that going to be like? Yeah. I, you know, it's, I can only imagine, like, even now, like, if I do, you know, find somebody else have kids in the future, Yeah. that thought's always going to be in my head of, like... Yeah. I mean, it's it's... One thing I have realised now, and it's it's getting better. Um, the amount of uh, organisations and that that are there that are obviously um, including dads more so now than ever. Yeah. Um, but I still think people get missed um, at the core level, and people should be getting signposted better. I think the thing is the problem with it is it's it is really a lottery. Depending on which hospital you go to, depends on what support you'll get. Yeah. That's. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody knows my history when it comes to um, the lack of support I got off Sands. Mm. Um, but you speak to people from other areas, other dads, and they got great support off their local groups. Yeah, but I mean... That goes back to, obviously, like a postcode lottery, like you said. Yeah, I mean, our, our local Sands volunteer group are fantastic up here. Yeah. Um, they, they call themselves Teardrop, and they are really, really good. Yeah. You know, like, and to the point where... I'm going to probably become a befriender. It's again a little bit of giving back. Yeah. But they've helped me, like, especially again since the breakup. Because yeah. I don't think, again, you know, if you are going to this and if you do break up, it brings it all back to the forefront again. It's like, it, weirdly, I don't know if it did the same like with you, but everything came flooding back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. So, yeah, they really helped me out with that. I can't thank them enough because it was at a time I think I'd left DWA for a while at that point. Cause yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it's a weird thing. I think compared to being like an alcoholic in a way, like you think you're cured, yeah, but you're not. It's still there. Like you can say I haven't drank in two years, Brent. I'm cured. You have one sip and you're back on you're back on it. And it's you know any 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 sort of tragic experience happens to you again, you're like, oh, it's back. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Absolutely. it hits you hard. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So for our next topic, I want to. And it kind of follows on from support in a way because. With my work over at Angel Parents UK, uh, they've been campaigning for years now to get October the 15th recognised as a National Day of Remembrance, uh, which is, it's officially recognised in the USA, Canada, Australia and Italy, I believe. But all we have in this country is like the National Wave of Light. Yeah, which um, is worldwide anyway, isn't it? Yeah. And for me, that's that's not an official day. No. Um, and with official days come more exposure, more um, recognising that, you know, more needs to be done. Yeah, agreed. Better care, better maternity care, need to improve, you know, bereavement services for grieving parents. That's um, it. And, and kind of touching up on, like, something from last Tuesday, um, it was the National Day of Reflection. Um, mm. 
you know, reflecting on like the last year since lockdown and people who died from COVID. And my argument is, is if we can have a day like that, why can't we have a National Day of Remembrance? Yeah, I mean, it's not much to ask for with something like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, you know, we all know the stats and 16 babies per day die yeah. in the UK alone. Yeah. So again, that is a lot of a lot of children dying every year. Yeah. And why can't we have a day for remembrance for that? It's it's not much to ask. You don't it's not gonna hurt anybody. Oh, exactly. It's gonna help. It's gonna help. I mean, if, if, if anybody from the UK wants to sign and share the petition, um, it's all over Oliver's page and it's all over Angel Parents UK page. Yeah. Um, you just have to be from the UK to sign it. Um, yeah. But obviously, if you, you you live abroad, you can still share it. It's it's all about, you know, getting the awareness out there. Yeah, I mean, I've signed it, uh, shared it. Yeah, I mean, um, come um, sort of when restrictions are lifted a bit more, we're going to be out on the streets campaigning as well, getting signatures. Excellent, yeah. So, let me know when. I'll be there for that, bud. I'll be there for that. And following on from that petition, um, Tommy's have got one at the moment, actually. Yeah, I should um, check that earlier. That's doing really well. Yeah, and it's 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 an important one because you know early loss, right, needs to be talked about more, and it's 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 really not there. There needs to be more research, more support, because um, I I believe at the moment you have to have three miscarriages in a row. Uh, to qualify for support. Which is just a joke. Let's be fair. It doesn't matter how many have. From the first loss, you should have support. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think the figure was, I need to double check, but I think it was about 18% of women who miscarry meet the criteria for PTSD, which it is a traumatic experience. Of course it is. I I literally, I, I know somebody quite close to me who's literally, and this is, this is graphic. And I'll apologise for triggering anybody right now. Um, literally miscarried, and mm. the head came away from the body. Oh. Who who gets over something like that? You can't. It's it's a traumatic event. No, you, you'll never get over that. Someone, if you see somebody like that, you're not going to get over it. Ever. Yeah, it, it's it's PTSD. It it really is. No, it needs to be talked about more. You, you tend to find a with any sort of child loss, whether it's, you know, when, you know, full gestation, 28 weeks, miscarriage, it's still so taboo to talk about. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about it. The brush of the carpet just be like, oh, no, no, don't talk about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it comes like, you know, Oliver was neonatal. Yeah. Um, I've not experienced, like, anything to do with early loss. I know plenty of people who have. Yeah. Um, so I'm by far no way, like, an expert on the matter. And the traumatic sides of it, but you know, I'll go back to 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 Oliver, like when they were working on him. I'd still have flashbacks about that now. So I can only imagine, you know, if a, a woman's miscarrying and that, like, hundred percent, they they need more support for 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 women definitely uh, following miscarriage. But you know, and I know Tommy's are working on some material for, like, you know, the partners and that, the men. Totally agree, because, again, it's I don't think people realise this. As soon as men see that positive line, we're just the same. We, we're we making plans. We're looking forward yeah. to holding out, like, hold the child in their arms and, you know, playing football or taking them, taking them on holidays or yeah. taking them swimming, all that. Anything like that, the plans are there in your mind. It's like, oh, I can't wait. You know, we get excited. Yeah. You know, we start to love them straight away as well. See, 
hundred percent. And obviously not taking anything away from, you know, the, the mothers who are miscarrying because that, that trauma alone is, mm. you know, it's mental, physical, um, Torture. you know, you, you sit and read through, you know, comments on some of Tommy's posts and the absolute lack of aftercare oh. some women have had, like following multiple miscarriages and that is absolutely shocking. So this needs to be a thing and this needs to get signed and shared about. And um, for the petition for that, um, you can go onto Tommy's Facebook page or website. Um, yeah. And they're, they're currently only um, just under 7,000 signatures short of getting it to 100,000. See, that's impressive. That goes to show that there's people out there crying out for help. Yeah. You know, when you get that many, it's, it's there. The people are there, just come on, sort it out. Yeah. Because you know? I know, um, I can't really go into like details, um, but I know some research that was carried out recently by an organisation didn't actually include babies under 24 weeks. And it's like one of the key points on this, uh, Tommy's uh, petition, is all miscarriages must be recorded. Yeah. Because by not recording every single loss like that, you do not get a true figure of the, you know, you don't get a true scope of the problem. No, of course you don't. That's That just makes no sense. This should be recorded. You know, again, like, I, I don't have changed a lot of laws recently. I think it is up to, is it 24 weeks now you'll get bereavement pay if you lose a child? Is it once you hit 24 weeks or something like that nature? Uh, yes. And again, even though then that's not enough. You need to go back further and further and further. As soon as you find out that you're pregnant, and if you have a loss from there, yeah, that's when these things should count. I mean, all like with yourself, you would have get the birth certificate for Oliver. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We got a stillbirth certificate. So you know, she was registered. She's you know, she's in the record. That 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 in itself is quite um, a step forward, though, because some parents get oh, nothing. That's absolutely it. nothing. No, you know, it's, these things should be recorded. Of course, they should. Yeah. Doesn't matter what week, um, you know, what gestation you are, you still love that child. No matter what. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, anybody wanting to sign and share that petition from Tommy's, um, yeah, find do. them, find them on Facebook or their uh, via their other socials or the website. But yeah, um, but yeah, one one last mention before we move on to our uh, movies and TV segment. Um, Angel Parents UK have a Easter Bunny Trail event running this weekend. Um, so that's all over Facebook on Angel Parents UK. So please come check that out. And now I guess we come to our entertainment section of the programme. Um, lately, I've been watching a lot of web-based TV stuff. Um, I haven't really had time to watch actual telly or telly, but I've been watching you know, a lot of YouTube and yeah. a lot of random people on Facebook. So there's a couple I'm going to shout out, uh, which are really good. Um, for you gamers out there, if you like a bit of Mario Brothers especially, um, Super Pat World. Is fantastic. He does these little challenges on there. Mario 35 on the, the Nintendo Switch. He gets them streamed. Um, he's got a great little community going. He's got his own little soundtracks. He's quite a funny guy. Generally, actually, a nice bloke as well. Um, his streams are really quite entertaining. Uh, if you fancy something a bit more adventurous, uh, I don't know if you've heard this guy before, Warren. It's a uh, is a YouTuber called Simon Wilson. Don't think I have. I'll I'll have a look. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, he tends to do a lot of. He does a lot of traveling, but he does like a lot of challenges when he's traveling as well. I think he's only got about. Well, actually, I look at his subscribers now. Uh, he was just celebrating twenty five thousand a while ago, but I think he's jumped up since then. Uh, Simon Wilson currently has we've got quite a lot more now. He has eight hundred and five thousand subscribers. 
Oh, <laughs> do you know something? I do know who he is. Yeah. I've just, I've just looked. And yeah, we, some of the ones I've been watching, he's got a great one, which is uh, New York to LA with nobody. Mm-hmm. You see, you can get off that sort of eating, sleeping, like, you know, accommodation, transport, and the stuff that guy could do to get a free McDonald's, his free breakfasts, he sticks into Disney World. Yeah. He sticks into a baseball game. Great. He does that one. He does um, another good one. He's, uh, he takes a trip to North Korea. I've, I've, um, I've actually seen that one and it's brilliant. It is fantastic. I mean, so, yeah, Simon Wilson is definitely uh, definitely up there to my favourite YouTubers right now. And he's, he's just got a really good content. He's, his edits are brilliant. Um, yeah, really, really worth a watch. Um, and I guess if I'm looking TV-wise, a few things I have been watching. Um, brand new series just came out, which is based on the old Mighty Ducks movies. Uh, it does have Emilio Estevez. He is in the first episode. Uh, I was quite disappointed to see I'd finished the first episode and there was no more available. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to the next one coming out on Friday. Uh, it's streaming now on Disney+. Plus. Um, and yeah, that's going to be the limit of what I've been kind of watching lately. Um, how about you, bud? Have you watched anything half-decent? I've, um, I've watched a couple of stuff recently. There's a, there's a Netflix series um, called Superstore. Oh, yeah. I've seen that advertised. It's funny. It, it really is funny. Um me and the missus are on season three of that at the minute out of five. Oh, wow, okay. Um, so it's a bit like Employee of the Month, is it? Or like it's uh, in a way, a yeah, do you know what? In a way, yeah, it is. No, I love that movie. I think Dane Cook in that movie is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, but uh, no, it's 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 actually quite a funny series, actually. I quite like it. I'll check it out. Um, and then something else I started watching that I was quite surprised I liked was Superman and Lois. Oh, okay. New series, and it's basically Superman when he's married to Lois Lane and has two children. Oh. And one of the children um, have inherited his powers. Ah, Superboy. But, like, the it's kind of like if you go back to watching uh, Smallville, when I he was kind of... Did you ever... You never what? Never got into it. Yeah, it, it was a bit like Marmite. Um, I enjoyed it, but it's kind of like that. It's like, you know, where his, um, his son's discovered that he's got the gene and they basically find out that he's Superman when they're in the late teens. Oh, wow, okay, cool. So this is, um, something like that reminds me of uh, Sky High. Yeah. That was, a, that, for a Disney movie, that was that was quite funny. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and, uh, and then um, I don't, I ain't really, see... I've been, I've been kind of just like watching random stuff on YouTube myself. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get into more like learning like how to repair electronics. All right, okay. Um, so I've been watching like a lot of tutorial videos on that. Mm. Um, literally watched a tutorial video and then went and dismantled my PS4 Pro and replaced all the thermal paste <laughs> and that in that and cleaned that. Oh, yeah, I bet that was... Uh... It was nerve-wracking yeah. because yeah. There's, there's like... There is a power cable that runs from the power pack to the the board, um, and it's really easy to rip the entire thing off. So that took me forty five minutes of being nerve wracking as all hell. It's like bomb defusal. Uh... Uh, basically, mate, that is the only thing I can attribute it to. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it was horrible. I can imagine. Yeah, but you don't want to mess up your PS4 Pro. No, well, I guess you could just get a PS5, but that's a very sore subject, Neil, and you know it is. <laughs> I might add, speaking of PS5, I have actually finally got a plug back in. Um, 
I played a bit more again. And I, I downloaded the game the other day, which really annoys one of my pals because he can't download his PS4. Yeah. It's a PS5 exclusive free download, uh, which is Final Fantasy Fifteen. Ah, uh, okay. Now, I'm not normally a fan of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, it's just something about it. It never, it never entertained. Yeah. But it was... The parts I played were quite enjoyable. Uh, it was it wasn't bad. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a bad game. But I, yeah, I'm I'm still uh, playing uh, Valhalla. Oh, good call. Um, Very good call. Yeah, I'm trying to work my way through all the Assassin's Creeds. I keep going because I've kind of finished it. I'm just waiting on the DLC for it to come out. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of skipping back to Origins. I've actually been playing um, Lego Marvel Avengers as well the last few days. <laughs> It was on good sale, call. so I picked it up for cheap. Um, and she's playing uh, Lego Jurassic Park. Oh, good call. Um, Very good call. That's quite a good one, actually, because it goes through all the films. Ah, so but, uh, well, sp- speaking about, I actually sat we sat and watched uh, the original Jurassic Park film last night. Oh, good call. Do you know, it's one of those ones that's like a movie like that, you get a craving to watch, don't you? It's like, yeah, and I it's really want to watch it. The, the thing with the Jurassic Park, like, because there's multiple films, yeah. is. I can't really get away with the new ones because they're just basically cloned copies of the old one. They really are. The original was amazing. You know, like, uh, you can't compare it. Yeah, they offer nothing new to no. the franchise at all. No, that's it. I mean, I'll be honest, I had myself a little I must watch this movie moment the other day. And I'll get mocked for this. I fully expect it. Go on. Rollerball with Chris Klein. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, this is how much I wanted to watch it. I paid Amazon eight pound. Oh my god, you did watch it. But it was nice because it was on the night before, and I missed it. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, I really want to watch that now. And you know, you kind of get that like you're going to have to, you're going to have to buy it. Yeah. And that was it. It was like, oh, fine, okay. <laughs> Amazon Prime, you win. Rollerball, eight quid. And you know what? As terrible of a movie as that is. I still love it, man. I don't know what it is about it. It was yeah. a whole rollerblading thing, like, but oh, I love that movie. And they got little cameos, like, because uh, again, I'm a wrestling fan. Um, yeah. Before. But you got Paul Heyman in there, like, he's the commentator. Yeah, yeah. Shane McMahon pops up, Pink's in there, Slipknot's in there. Really? Yeah. Like, I might have to check this out, actually. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's a good, it's, it's a, it's, oh. It's a great bad movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, do, do you know what you've you've literally got me thinking now? Right? Um, have you ever seen the film The Wrestler? Yes, with, with Mickey Mickey Rock. Rock. Yes. Yeah, and that's an amazing film. Yeah, weirdly, I only watched that quite recently, and it really was. It was a mind blowing movie. Um, like it was much better than I expected it to be. Yeah, it shows you kind of like, I mean, these wrestlers that you see now. I mean, there was just talking today about, or was it yesterday? But one of my favorite wrestlers when I was a kid, the Road Dog. Yeah, uh, he had a heart attack yesterday. And, yeah, you know, well, I mean, um, like on the like, because now we're just going to go on a wrestling <coughs> tangent. Um, oh yeah, we'll have you ever watched Fighting with My Family? Yes, that's I love that movie. That's really good. It's I like the fact that's based on truth as well. There's quite yeah. a lot of inaccuracies in it, though, as well, which I found oh, annoying. Yeah. But uh, obviously yeah, some stuff makes it. better for TV, doesn't it? 
of course it's like everything you know like everything has to be dramatized yeah you know? I mean, if you look at the, I mean the one I didn't get was the um, if we're talking about over dramatization Titanic you know like the Titanic movie if you you know the fact the ship sunk itself is enough drama yeah you don't need the whole you know yeah road. it wouldn't have been a long film then would it <laughs> well yeah too well <laughs> Take, My partner loves that movie. She's watched it multiple times now. It's like once you've watched it, what are you yeah. rewatching it for? Yeah. I know what happens at the end. The ship sinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they don't. They didn't need to add to that. Just look, just follow the ship. Yeah. See what happens. Yep, brilliant. Destroys it. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, on that note, um, yeah, this is the end of season one. Yes, it's we been... are going to be taking a bit of a break um, and planning season two. Mm. Um, and we're hoping to be back in June. Yes, so watch this space. We aren't going away. We will be nope. back. We'll be back. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible impression, Neil. It really was. And um, I don't know what's going on. Your voice has gone croaky. Um, <laughs> no, we will be back. Um, would it, yeah, well, the podcast will be bigger and better. Yeah. To what it has been in the past. So, yeah, don't forget about us. We will still be here. Yeah, and we're going to have a, a few interviews getting recorded in between that downtime as well because I've got some good interviews lined up. Yeah, that's it. And then, like, so, yeah, we'll be back in the June, rested. And yep, yeah, absolutely. We'll take it from there. Absolutely. Well, as always, Neil, a pleasure talking with you. <laughs> Always, I'm sure I'll still speak to you before the next podcast because you know I'm like I'll bother you. Constantly. I mean, if I've got to, then you know maybe, but we'll see. Um, lockdown's over soon, and I know where you live. <laughs> Damn it! Yep, you do. Yep, there you go. Right, well, awesome. Right, well, I'll speak to you later, man. Take care, dude. Until next time. Take care. Bye for now. Bye. I get lost You've been listening to Brain Heart Body. If you would like to reach out to us, please contact us via our Facebook page, Oliver's Legacy Media Group.